0: Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, friends. Let's talk about extraordinary generosity in marketing. I preach extraordinary generosity in marketing. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you'll hear me, you'll have heard me talk about generosity a lot. And you will know that I practice it too, (laughs) right? My thing is always give way more usefulness than is necessary. Give from the best that you've got and give without worrying about how it's all going to come back to you. These are my like principles of generosity, right? And I want to address the most frequently asked question I get about that, which is if people get so much value from your free stuff, why would they need see the need to sign up for your paid stuff, right? Why would anybody pay me if they get all they need for free, if they get so much high quality value for free? So... I feel so strongly about generosity and marketing. In fact, I think I've already devoted an entire episode to it, but there's always more to say. I think this is really important. I'm going to, I'm going to answer that question. And on top of that, I'm going to tell you some of the most popular misconceptions about what generosity actually means and what you think is preventing you from being generous and what's probably actually preventing you from being generous and how to turn on the faucet of your extraordinary generosity, because I promise you it is going to be very good for business. All of it, this talk about generosity, it's not about charity. All of it directly relates to your bottom line. We're talking about marketing here. So pay attention. (laughs) Okay, so let's start by answering this question what if people get so much value from my free stuff because I'm so generous and I'm giving it all away and they never feel the need to sign up for my paid programs? So if I had a dollar for every time somebody asks me a variation of this question whenever I talk about generosity, I think I could probably buy like a bike. (laughs) Not like a super fancy bike, but like a nice bike. I get asked this a lot. (laughs) And you guys, it's true. When you practice what I preach, which is give way, way more value than is necessary, give way more value than anybody expects, give from the best that you have, don't give them just like whatever leftovers, give them the best and give it all away without worrying about how it's going to come back to you. Some people will say, wow, that is so much for free. I don't think I need to pay Simone. I don't think I need to buy her programs because look at all of this. Like, I'm already like over full on her free stuff. Some people will say this. I expect it. And guess what? I want that to happen. That is a good thing. And I'm inviting you to create a situation like this where you will also see it as a good thing. You know, this has always been my answer to this question of how can you make sure that your business is equitable, right? That you have, you're giving people equal access to your business when your programs cost thousands of dollars and tens of thousands of dollars. And yeah, my, my programs do. My answer is I make sure that what I give away for free is so high in volume and so high in quality that most people who encounter it don't even feel the need to pay me. They just get insane transformations. They just get amazing tools that's better than most things that they've paid for elsewhere. Their lives change. Their businesses change. They make tons of money without ever having paid me. Not only is this fine by me, it makes me so happy. It makes me feel so proud that I have cultivated my own brain and my own expertise to a point where I feel like my brain is such a high value resource. And like every time I share from it, it's like I'm like giving away very high value intellectual property. Right. So I love that people, a lot, lots and lots of people don't feel a need to pay me. I love it. And this isn't just me being like, oh, look how noble I am. Look how selfless I am. Like, sure, all this stuff makes me feel good. But the truth is, it's also like really good business. It is good. For business to do this, and on, and on this episode, I want to sell you on why. Okay, here is what happens when the free value that you give is so high quality and so high in volume. Number one, it makes a situ- it creates a situation where it makes zero sense for people to not follow you. Think about it. If you have a friend who like whenever you hang out with her is always just giving out the most delicious gourmet food and in whatever quantity you want, like they always have the most amazing food. Wouldn't you want to go hang out with them all the time? (laughs) I would, (laughs) you know, I'd be like, Hey, can I come over? (laughs) Right? Generosity and not just like generosity of like whatever generosity of like high quality makes you popular. You know, people are always worrying about how to grow their following, how to get more eyes on their stuff, and they just do all kinds of crazy things to like get more people to pay attention to them and follow them, and it's just all of that shit is unnecessary. There's one very simple solution. Give higher quality value and in higher volumes. If you have something that people value and you're giving it away in prolific volumes. It's like the most basic law of economics. It's like the very basic law of human interactions that people are going to congregate around you when you do that. I mean, wouldn't you want to always be around somebody who's always giving away really high quality shit all the time without any expectation back from you? Right? Of course you would. I would want to be around that person. It's like, oh, every time I go hang out with, oh, this reminds me of, like, that recent episode. I don't know if you follow celebrity gossip as much as I do, but I do. So if this, all of this is, like, doesn't make any sense to you, just, like, bear with me for a minute. So you know how, like, it's like a couple, it's like a few news cycles ago at the time of recording. But, like, Kanye, who is now, now goes by Yay, whatever. Got a divorce, you know, from Kim Kardashian, and he started dating this woman, this actress. What is her name? Why can't I remember her name? Oh, Julia Fox, right? I was like, it's something Fox. It's not Megan Fox. (laughs) It's definitely not Megan. Okay, Julia Fox, this woman who was like relatively not that famous, started dating Kanye after her his split from Kim Kardashian. I can't believe like these names are coming out of my mouth right now on my podcast, but here we are. (laughs) And then what happened was Kanye, as soon as they got together, like gave her an entirely new wardrobe of designer clothes and then like apparently took her and her friends out to dinner and gave each and every one of them an Hermes handbag, which costs like a gazillion dollars. (laughs) So this is just reminding. So it's like, maybe Kanye is not a great example because things are complicated with him. But I'm just that's just an example of like, oh, if my friend is dating Kanye, I might want to go hang out because I might get an Air bag for free. The reason that I'm always constantly selling and selling and selling, and like my sales are always high without aggressive campaigns, launches, conversion events, discounts, bonuses, early bird, whatever, webinar, anything. I don't do, like most of the time, I don't do those things. I I just am, right? And I always am selling and selling and selling because people just can't stop following me and people can't stop telling other people about me. People can't stop tagging all their friends on my shit. Because I give such high quality va- value and high volume all the time, right? So how do you grow your following? Give high volume, high quality. That's it. That's so. It's like the most simple law of how humans work. And by the way, it's really important for me to note here. Like people get really like squidgy, which understandably, right? Cause when I say high volume, it they envision like you're just like. Like producing nonstop, like you never sleep. You're just like producing content and like, Oh my gosh, it has to be high quality too. And then, right. So listen, high quality, high vo- volume does not mean, Oh, you're always producing. You know, some, I don't always produce. Sometimes my brain goes on mute, but it's been such a business building practice of mine. It's a norm for me, for me to produce high volume, high quality that even when I like go off the grid for a month, which I have done when I gave birth to my baby, I did. I went off the grid for two months. Well, okay, not. I wasn't actually off the actual grid. I was just like not marketing at all, in a manner of speaking. Anyway, I have such an amazing volume of work that's already out in the world that people are constantly interacting with and studying from. Which in in a way, it's kind of like my intellectual property is collecting com- compound interest, if you will, and it's continuing to add value even when I'm not there, like all the high quality, high volume, it's already out there. It's like mountains and mountains of it. And so giving a high volume of that high high value does not mean exhausting yourself with creating and creating and creating. You're like pushing yourself to the limit, working, 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 like sharing, 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 posting, posting. That is not true. That's when you have a, a different definition of value than I. And here, is how I think about all of that. And this is going to be maybe a concept that changes your life. Listen, you naturally are a high-value, high-volume creator. That is who you already are. You don't have to work more to become that. You don't have to like change to become that. You don't have to hustle to become that. You just are it right now. You, I'm talking to you, you are it right now. You are naturally a high-value High volume creator. How do I know? I know because you're a life coach. You already have like literally tens of thousands of high value thoughts just naturally occurring in your brain, whether you're aware of it or not, every day. You have, I'm going to repeat that. You have tens of thousands of high value thoughts. Naturally occurring in your brain every single day, whether you're aware of it and tagging them as high value thoughts or not, they are just happening. A high volume of value that you share with the world happens naturally when you don't let perfectionism block the flow of your creativity and you don't let People pleasing and performing an identity get in the way of your sharing. So I just completely by accident alliterated (laughs) these three things that get in the way of high value, high volume creation. It's one, perfectionism, two, people pleasing, and three, performing an identity. And none of these things you like were born doing. You were born just naturally being a high value, high volume creator. And then in society, you learned perfectionism, you learned people pleasing, you learned how to perform an identity. So I'm going to break down what that means. One, here's what perfectionism means. Okay. I've been working on this post for two hours because I want it to be just right. Like I just want it to be good. That's perfectionism. Even though I had this spark of inspiration and I like wrote this thing that I want to post, I had to go spend 40 fucking minutes creating a cute Canva graphic to go with it so that I can feel like it's good enough to post. That is perfectionism. Here's what people-pleasing means. People-pleasing means, oh, I had this thought that I wanted to share, but I thought it might offend my sister-in-law, so I didn't post it. That's people-pleasing. I really wanted to share this tool that I really thought would help my people and I like wanted to do that, but I already posted this morning, so I don't want to post twice in a day so that people get annoyed seeing too many posts of mine. That is people-pleasing. Anytime you're attempting to control or manipulate what people think about you, that's people-pleasing. Here's what performing an identity means. You want to share something and you think, ah, this makes me look like I don't have my shit together. That's you trying to perform the identity of somebody who has their shit together, whatever that means. You want to share, you know, photos of you. You want people to get to know your face. But then your brain's like, well, you know, successful coaches don't look like you. Their bodies are different. Their hair looks different. Their houses look different. You aren't allowed to show up until you look like this and your house looks like this and your whatever relationship looks like this because that's what a successful coach looks like. That's you performing an identity, listen, there is already lots and lots and lots of high value just flowing through your brain all fucking day long. And you block that flow of value that wants to come through you through either you block it with either perfectionism, people pleasing or performing an identity. We work through this a lot inside joyful marketing. In fact, it might be the number one thing we work on. Actually, that's not true. It's one of the top things we work on. But I want you to know that this is the work we do so that you can also begin to see what's happening in your brain and interrupt the three shitty P's that are getting in the way of you channeling the high-value, high-volume stuff that wants to come through you. I want to say this one more time to really drill it in. Giving your people a high volume of high quality content isn't about doing more work. It's about undoing the habits and paradigms that are blocking the flow that already wants to flow through you. That's already there. If you're like, ah, Simone, I'm not really sure I have that flow. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. That response is very normal. I think almost everyone thinks this before they join Joyful Marketing that, and then we we do the work of interrupting the perfectionism, interrupting the people-pleasing, interrupting the performing thing. We do that by, like, with the specific tools I teach inside Joyful Marketing to reset your nervous system and almost, like, reestablish communication with that prolific genius flow inside you. And then so once once we work on that, like, literally, like, almost everyone is so, so surprised to discover, like oh my gosh, like it turns out like I can't shut up. It's been the faucet has turned on and everything that like comes out of my mouth is gold. And like, you're gonna have to come like hold me down to keep me from like giving it all away. And it's not draining. It's energizing. It's joyful. And my people are responding. They're like, oh my gosh, who is this person? And it's like, I'm a whole different coach. It's just, I don't, even feel like it's an exaggeration to say that like in joyful marketing, we have this down to like a literal science and we have like hacked this process of getting you from like, yeah, I don't like the idea of like high volume, high value flow feels like very, stressful to me. I have no idea how to do that. Or it feels like I have to like work myself to death or I'm not at that level. Right. Where I can, I, I don't, I don't even know that I I have that much value to offer. Like almost everybody like, comes in thinking that. And then we do the joyful marketing process. And then they get to this place of like, I cannot stop the deluge of gen, like genius that's coming out of my brain. And everybody is like, Oh my gosh, who is this coach? Like, I have to follow them. I have to hire them. Like this transformation happens fucking reliably inside joyful marketing it is a process. It is a set of tools that work with your nervous system first, that work with that, 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 that faucet of genius inside you. We, we, I give you the tools to turn it on and it's a reliable process. And the reason I'm emphasizing this is because I want you to know that it's available to you. Like that flow of generosity, that high quality generosity It is not something you have to go out and earn. It's inside you. And all you have to do is to unlearn, to undo the three Ps, perfectionism, people-pleasing, and performing, right? It's a simple idea, but it's not necessarily easy to do because those three things are can be really, they can have a powerful grip on you because we've been taught to be perfectionists. We've been taught to people-please. We've been taught to perform- All these identities to be perceived as good enough to measure up to, you know, earn our worthiness, all these things, like the programming can be strong. And so if you want to like really dig into this work, I invite you to come join us inside joyful marketing. Okay. So where was I? Oh, okay. So important. That was all very important. And here's another one, another super important note about not misunderstanding what I mean by generosity. Okay, another thing that I get often when I talk about generosity is like people think, that, automatically think that it's gonna be like exhausting to give and make them feel resentful. Here's the thing, guys. Generosity is not the same thing as desperation. Generosity is not, listen, I'm gonna give you everything I have and then maybe you're gonna like me better. Generosity is not, okay, fine, fine. I'll give and give and pour out everything I have. And then I'm going to resent you until you buy from me. That is not what generosity is. Let me give you an example to make this make sense. Kind of embarrassing for me to talk about, but I was once in a relationship where I felt kind of desperate because, you know, we started off great as we all do. <laughs> at some point, it kind of felt like my boyfriend was, like, slipping away. He wasn't, like, as whatever as before. And I wasn't sure he was, like, still in love with me. And I was in love with him still. And I was, like, desperate for him to, like, stay in love with me and stay with me because I didn't want to break up with him. So... I would I went into like a f- weird mode of like doing everything for him. I would try to like anticipate his needs and meet them in advance and I would try to be really really nice to him and try to like forget about anything that he, you know, did if if it upset me or if it like got the red flags up and flying, I'd be like, oh, I'll just forget about that. And then I would just be, I was just in this weird mode of giving and giving and giving and forgiving and forgiving and and hoping and, you know, like hoping that he's going to like keep loving me. Essentially, I wanted to control and manipulate him into staying with me. Well, guess how that story ended? (laughs) It didn't end well. (laughs) Surprisingly, we broke up. Maybe it did end well because we broke up and then, uh... You know, I was really heartbroken at the time, but then it put me on a path where, you know, I experienced the things I needed to, to become the person that I needed to become to meet the person who would become my current husband, which is obviously a happy ending because he's the best. So it all worked out. However, this is not about my exes. This is about what generosity means. If you're doing to your audience what I used to do to my ex, just pour and pour and pour in an attempt to manipulate them into liking you and staying and buying from you and hiring from you, I'm just saying, that ain't love, that ain't service, that ain't high volume, that's not that's not marketing, that's manipulation. And listen, there's no reason for you to do that. When you're with the right person... Right. We're kind of, I'm kind of like straddling this analogy here, right? Which in the right person in business, we're going to translate to you're going to, we're talking about your ideal clients, right? The kind of clients that you would actually be delighted to work with, the kind of people that you want following you. They inspire to you to be generous, but in a way that isn't depleting. It's energizing because you're connecting from a kind of mutuality. Of love and admiration and respect and like wanting more from each other, but not in like a desperate way, but from a baseline of what we have is so great. This is so fun. Let's see if we can take this to the next level, right? That's who you should be speaking to. That's who you should be marketing to. So ask yourself when I market, am I speaking to the person that I'm in a healthy relationship with? Or am I speaking to somebody that sounds like Simone's (laughs) ex-boyfriend? right? So a good example of how to like channel that energy is is this. I'm going to give you another example. I always like, think about how when I started dating the person who is now my husband, my boyfriend at the time, it was his birthday and I wanted to do something special. It might have been his first or second birthday that we spent together. I don't know. I had this idea to like make this painting for him, right? Like I was going to paint it myself. <laughs> and the painting was the itself was like a cute little like inside joke that we had. And I had this vision for how it was going to be like really cute. And I went and like bought a canvas and I. Bought the paint and I remember working on it for hours and hours and hours for like days and days. And the whole time I was so happy. I was like, Oh my gosh, he's going to love this so much. Like he's going to, it's going to be the best birthday present. Right. Cause like I knew him well. We'd been dating and we really like loved each other. And I felt secure about our relationship. Like we had this like richness of understanding each other. I knew he would love this painting. I knew what it would mean for him. So all the time and energy I poured into that painting, it actually energized me. I, it made me so happy, right? Like, maybe this is not the most perfect analogy to marketing, but actually I think it's a good enough analogy because it wasn't like, oh, I'm putting in all this work, going through all of these lengths to create this fucking painting. He better appreciate it or like, he better stay with me. It wasn't that, you know, I didn't have to do it. I was like, I don't have to do this painting. He already loves me. No matter what happens on the birthday, we're going to have an amazing time. But this is such a fun idea. And I want to see him happy. And I think this is going to make him smile. And I think creating it's going to be fun for me. Receiving it's going to be fun for him. It's going to be so much fun for the both of us. That, my friends, is generosity. Oh, I'm putting in all this work. You better appreciate it. That is manipulation. And it's not like one isolated incident of like pouring all this time and into a painting. It's like what what we did every day when we were like in love and dating. I would like pause my day multiple times to text him just to be like, hey, what's going on? And we would just like text each other. I would talk to him on the phone every night. I would like spend time planning our dates, planning my outfits, like what I'm gonna wear on the dates because I wanted to make sure I looked really cute for him. (laughs) oh man, to be dating. Anyway, (laughs) just like I'm like wearing like a stained shirt that my baby vomited on. Ah, those were the days. But (laughs) I, I do still put a lot of effort into dressing up nice when we go on date nights because I still like looking cute for him, right? So it's like all of this time and energy I was spending every single day, I wasn't like, oh, this better be worth it. This is so draining. This is so exhausting, I have to call him again. I have to text him again. I have to like plan this again. It wasn't like that. It was a joy. It was a pleasure. Every single single thing I did for him and with him, it was out of desire and love. Everything I gave to him was out of desire and love. And it was out of that security of knowing that this isn't something I have to do to keep something that I'm desperate to keep. It's something like, I'm secure in our relationship and I'm giving because it gives me joy to give. Like that, my friends, is exactly the way you want to feel with your audience, with your clients, except obviously not romantically, because that would be weird. That is what generosity that's based on love and joy and sufficiency should feel like, except not romantically, right? So I hope I have made it very clear (laughs) what generosity truly means and how to activate an extraordinary amount of it. Okay. So please, like, I hope you walk away with this understanding of why generosity is such, it's just smart business practice. It's just smart marketing. It gets people following you. It gets people falling in love with you. It gets people referring you, you know, and none of this is like overnight, right? It's, it's, you can't, like, generosity isn't like like, oh, I a tit for tat, right? Like I do this, and it's it's a spirit of it's a way of being. It's a spirit of being in your business. It's a way of being in relationship to your people, right? Like I might have tens of thousands of followers on Instagram now, but like I started out with like a hundred. And for years and years, I just had like a couple hundred followers. And then it wasn't that I built up this massive following. Because I did a generous thing one day or a month or even one year. It was this spirit of being in this like loving, trusting, sufficient relationship with the people I serve, however many there are. And then giving them my best, giving them however much I, I can give because it gave me joy because of the love of the relationship that my friends is Extraordinary generosity. When you give consistently from that spirit, way more than you need to. When you give from the best that you have, because that's what gives you joy to give the best. And when you give without calculating, without worrying about how it's going to come back to you, you will have the most miraculous results. And your business is going to feel so extraordinary. All right, my friends.